So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> All right, that's good enough. Uh, apologies for the late hour. Um, Megan had to make an emergency dinner because the steak we were grilling ended up not being good. So. No, it was... Well, okay. It smelled and tasted weird. It so. did. It smelled and tasted weird. And I like, think we avoided food poisoning? I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure. Like 99.9% <laughs> sure we avoided food poisoning. Right, right. Are our levels okay? I think our levels are They look are okay. really low. Well, that's because we're on the voiceover setting. Oh. Once I amplify and add the multiband compressor, we'll be good. At any rate. Then we can go back to 1985. Um, hey, remember how we <laughs> normally start out the podcast with a thing? Yes, but today we actually wanted to take a moment oh. to recognize not only the moment that we're in, but the movement that we're in as a culture we saw our um, post about this. Yes, we actually prepared a statement, and uh, apologies if this sounds uh, statement-y, uh, or as... <laughs> but it's just, you, we prepared a statement, we so did, it should we sound did. like and, a statement. And we actually took a lot of time over the last week to sort of uh, figure it out, to really say as eloquently as we could what we wanted to say, commenting on the moment that we're in. So with that... Oh, you're actually going to read it? Yes. Oh, I wanted to read this uh, just to open the podcast because of the national holiday today, because it is Juneteenth. It is Juneteenth. It is such a, 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 a weighty, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's significant, especially to the moment that we're living in. And I also don't want to recognize this as just a moment, but also a movement that yes. we're in because it's just bigger than one single moment. As so. well it should be. Uh, but this is the statement that we prepared. So... <clears throat> We wanted to take a moment to address the extraordinary circumstances of the moment we're living in. We want to begin by saying clearly and unequivocally that black lives matter. We want to say thank you to all of those who are marching and peacefully protesting all over the world in the name of this great cause. The weight of the movement is not lost on us. We stand with you shoulder to shoulder in solidarity. We fully support the idea of radically reimagining the role of the police in our culture, even if that means a defunding of police departments so that those resources can be poured into programs that can support those in need. We ask our white audience members to consider how we as individuals contribute to and perpetuate the systemic, racis the systemic racism in our society, the choices we make with our money, our votes, and the way we live and work, it is our hope that this individual work will long surpass the moment we're in and become a lifelong practice of awareness and action. And this begins with the examination of ourselves and ends with the dismantling of an unspoken white supremacist culture that we have benefited from. We are committing ourselves to unlearn what we have learned. We are committing ourselves to examine our actions and our words. We are committing ourselves to see what we have done to unwittingly uphold a society that took the lives of these black men and women, as well as countless others through the centuries. Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Philando Castile, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and Rayshard Brooks. 
Um, and with that, we actually, I took a second to kind of look at all the movies that we've watched. Yeah. And took a second to go, oh my God, how many of the movies that we have watched have had lead characters <laughs> or actors that were of minorities? Yeah. A very small amount. Very small. Which originally I was like, oh my God, we're horrible people. But then I was like, no, it's, yes, we need to make sure that moving forward, we are cognizant of that. And we're finding movies that feature actors of minorities and also feature stories about minorities. But also too, it's the bigger thing, which is the entertainment industry. Yes. Which we both work in. We both work in. And also too, like looking at the movie that we're going to review today, seeing how many producers were involved in this for the budget that was used. Yeah. It was such a small budget and there were so many producers. I'm like, why did there have to be so many producers for this small of a budget? No surprise that this is a story about a black man featuring mostly minority cast. That does not surprise me and it makes me frustrated and disappointed and it needs to change. So... Um, with that, do we want to just dive right in or do we want to talk about how we're doing? Well, first of all, I would like to say I'm Ben Farmer and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver and I'm still a cine We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile on this lovely Juneteenth holiday. Juneteenth! Megan, how are you? I'm alright! I've had a rough couple of days, not gonna lie. Mm Um, but things are on the up and up. Um, definitely feeling really excited and thrilled to see little small changes <laughs> happening throughout the nation in yeah. terms of, oh, hey, maybe we should take down that Confederate flag yeah. or, oh, hey, you know, maybe we should arrest, sorry, and also charge for murder. Breonna Taylor's murder. Mm. Well, maybe that's an idea. Yeah. So like seeing those things slowly but surely happen is encouraging and I feel like it's kind of like the um, the little bit of fuel that you need to keep the fire going. Yeah. Because yeah. it's something where it's like, if we did all of that and nothing happened, or we did all of that and one big thing happened, then that would discourage people from continuing this long journey of fighting for equality. Yeah. So seeing that, it's like baby steps is what we can do right now, and baby steps is what we need to fight for, our little victories, yeah. in hopes that we have a long overarching... If we have a big victory, that's great, yeah. but we can be happy about the little victories. And I want to be clear that I, I don't think either of us think that this is a victory <laughs> for any sort of like political party. Do you want to say why your voice is all weird? <laughs> I'm just... I, I, I feel it's like John because, Mulaney because, because I just filled up right. on I just filled up on Ben went for like a seltzer. thirty minute run before this, <laughs> and, just, and every time that he comes back from a run, he's like, "Hi, so I had a great run. <laughs> had a great. It was a really good air. run because he's sucking air the whole time, and it's like got pollen and stuff. And it's this like time, you had out. cows chasing you, I did. which is amazing. I, we live in a place where cows chase you when you're on a run. Yes, it doesn't. It's not as cool as it. I ran sounds. by one of the local farms and I said hi, cows, and they all looked up. And I was like, hi, thanks for the ice cream. And then they all just started like walking towards me, and then they started running, and then they started like galloping with you with me you it was were amazing you were literally heifer man mm. yes that's an amazing heffernan is my maiden name that's an amazing superpower so, name so heifer man he he's shows friend up. Of, he's the friend of cows he is he's every dairy man's ally <laughs> heifer man um, move over what i was saying is that 
I don't think it's it's uh, a victory of, you know, even this coming November of like Biden versus Trump or anything like that. This is something that is oh, centuries well in beyond the making. That. And I well feel like beyond that. I feel like there has been a, a sort of <clears throat> a molecular shift mm-hmm. in the air. I, I don't want to like count all the chickens before they hatch, but it feels momentous. It feels big. It does. And I feel like in, in combination with COVID, and I think maybe one is tied to the other because COVID yes. maybe helped laid bare uh, some of the uh, inequalities that people face when they're yeah. out of work. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. Their living situation, their yep. health care, their yep. housing. Um, so I feel like sort of one incident is kind of married into the other. So. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad we took some time off to sort of gather ourselves and to really kind of decide, okay, not only what, what do we want to do for the next podcast, but right. how do we want to recognize this moment? Um, because it, it feels big and it's weighty. So I, I don't blame you at all for feeling the way you do yeah. as far as oh like my God. the weight of it. So, so much. Yeah. But, um, and also too, uh, we took time, we took a couple weeks off and we definitely boosted a couple of really fantastic black hosted podcasts yeah. including the nod show ask a black woman show and the black guy who tips just to name a few i wanted to make sure i got them all right <clears throat> yes. check those out because they're great podcasts <laughs> um so yeah so uh i'm feeling good i'm feeling better today i had my other stuff going on i'm also really <clears throat> stoked because starting july 6th i'll be a full-time copywriter copy <clears throat> editor which i'm very excited about um, and I'm really excited to talk about our movie for today. Yeah, me too. So how are you doing? I am just as well. I, uh, again, I've been thinking a lot about today's podcast. I'm really glad we watched the movie that we watched. Yes. It was not what I expected. Nope. Um, a lot like the last, you know, three to four months that we've all been living through. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so I, I feel like for this movie especially, I was just along for the ride. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to kind of jump in and talk about today's movie yeah um, um i'm i didn't mean to to interrupt you so speaking of uh you know what could you go and get me something <laughs> speaking of speaking uh how do we okay speaking Speak. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the title of the movie can be worked into the moment that we're living in because it is not convenient to anyone right now so <laughs> right. speaking of the world we're living in right now we, we watched, watched sorry, sorry to, to bother, bother you which yeah! was which was one of those movies that i remember when it because this came out in 2018 2018 and i remember seeing i think it was a trailer on like one of the sag screens i saw I got a couple different trailers yeah and i was like that looks really and funny yeah i i remember seeing the trailer me like oh that's a movie i really want to see because here's the thing for me i thought it was just going to be like a quirky funny movie but yeah. i literally thought that it was going to be like in the same vein excuse me as like um uh what's the what are all the movies where the guy dresses up as the the black mom? Oh, the Big time? Mama's House? Big Mama's House. Yeah, That's Martin what I Lawrence. thought. Yeah. I thought it was just like going to be in the same vein, which then that also speaks to all of the stuff that, not all, but a lot of the stuff that I've seen that are black <laughs> comedies. I'm like, 
I don't really want to watch that. I did not think this was going to be like Big Mom. I thought it was something like that. I was like, okay, well. I knew it had the guy from Get Out. Not the lead guy. But, right, but, but the, the other uh, guy. The, the, Which, if the you like Get Out, you on. will love this yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Get Out was one of those movies that really oh, just so jarred you. And this is, so this is really no different. It's a very different story, but it goes in many directions that you do not expect. Nope. Um, it has an 80 Metascore, so critics loved it. It's got a 6.9 on IMDb. Uh, plot breakdown via IMDb. In an alternate present-day version of Oakland, telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, propelling him into a universe of greed. Yeah! Yeah! And I think I mean, surface level, that's like a good description without giving too much away. Right, that's the thing is, is that there's so much other stuff that happens, but... And I want to be careful during the podcast because you I don't actually do don't want to give a whole lot away. You don't want to do spoilers. I want to talk about some of my favorite scenes, but I don't really want to give a whole lot away in the sense of like, I, I really want people not only to watch this movie, uh-huh. but to experience it for themselves because Ooh. I imagine it's a movie that a lot of people haven't seen. Yep. It had a very small $3.2 million, which is a joke. Tiny. You cannot again, make a movie on that kind of budget, but like, these what? guys did. I think it was 17 producers. Something like Something that. insane yeah. like that. Like, why do you need that many producers to get that amount of money? 17 producers. Oh my yeah. God. It was so... really, really crazy. Uh, Forrest Whitaker being one of them. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, directed by a guy named Boots Riley. I'm pretty sure this is his first feature film. And he like wrote his it. feature film debut. He also wrote it. So same guy wrote and directed the movie. Uh, starring top build cast, we have Lakeith Stanfield, who so is uh, who, who many people may know from Get Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tessa Thompson, who uh, many audiences probably know as Valkyrie from the Marvel series. Uh, Jermaine Fowler is also in it. Omari Hardwick. Terry Crews shows up. Mm-hmm. Danny Glover. Stephen Yen. Army <laughs> Hammer. Uh, we have uh, some voiceover actors in here as well. We have uh, comedians David Cross, Patton Oswalt, and uh, we also have actors like Forrest Whitaker, Rosario Dawson, and Lily James providing their voice to the movie. Oh, did Rosario Dawson do the... She was the voice in the elevator. Oh I, my god! Which I didn't know. I didn't catch that when I watched it. I didn't it. either. And yeah. you're usually really good at that stuff yeah, too. I, I, caught, I would never catch it. But. I caught Pat Oswalt. I didn't catch that. Um, and I knew David. I knew Cross. David Cross. Yeah, I knew David Cross was going to be like the main voice. But um, yeah, so we uh, we start off. We meet our uh, protagonist, Cassius Green. Mm-hmm. Who is, uh, he's looking for a job, mm-hmm. and he is interviewing, and he's at the point I where he has this. to bring in fake trophies he and awards. He to the point where he has to buy fake trophies so that people <laughs> will take him seriously and bring them into the interview. And his, his friend works at this telemarketing place right, as got well, him. so his friend got him the interview. And it's like, this is telemarketing, like this is not something where it's like you need to have like all these insane credentials, like you call people and try to sell them stuff. Yeah, Like that's pretty much it. And the the manager interviewing him is like, dude, I know this trophy's bullshit. That's not a real employee of the month plaque. Because I worked at that company. Because I worked at that company and I don't remember you. Um, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like white boss talking down to like black interviewee. No, it was... but at the same time, I didn't, I didn't miss the fact that all of the upper management were white. Right. And I Including think it was a commentary. Including the crazy ass guy that... 
I'm pretty sure he's a necrophiliac. He reminds me of the guy who plays the sewer department worker in Parks yes, and Rec. Yes, exactly. That's exactly who reminds me of. He's like, got like, like face Joe tattoos and like clearly has been to prison mm-hmm. and like hints at something. He's like, you take a dead body out in the back and he's clearly about to say, and you just like, fuck him. But then yeah. he's like, and then you just put the tag on it. And They're I'm like, trying to like give this motivational speech to the staff it's about so bad. sticking to the script. Oh and my god! Anyway, he ends up just stick, stick to, to the, the script. script. Yeah, which is so stupid. Um, so he's living out of his uncle's garage. He drives this piece of shit beat up car that his uncle loaned him. Right. He's like four months behind on rent. He can afford like, he says 40, when he goes he to fill his tank, 40 cents. 40 cents of gas. Yeah. So he ends up getting this job. Um, but he, he's finding it very difficult. There is one thing I want to stop and say yeah. that when he's making the calls and I didn't know why this would happen and then would stop happening. And we only saw it like, I think maybe four times where he would literally drop into yeah. the person's home. His desk would drop into their house. And he commented on it. It wasn't like it happened and then he's just like, oh, you know, like he was oblivious to it. He dropped down and like his monitor jarred and he's like, oh, uh, where the fuck am I? And then he went back into the real world. Yeah. I didn't understand why he commented on it, but there wasn't anything else said about it. Yeah, me neither. And it happens later on in the movie yeah. when he like advances and stuff like that. The guy in the bidet. Yeah, when he's like working the bidet for the Japanese <laughs> yeah, he investor. Yeah, the bidet up. Yeah, while like, he's talking the on the phone because he's that good. So yeah. he, yeah, so he starts at this telemarketing company. He also is dating this very wonderful and artistic woman who yes. is an artist. Played by Tessa Thompson. Plus played by Tessa Thompson. Yeah. What was her name again? De- Detroit? Yeah, I think her name was Detroit. She said that yeah. she was named by her parents Detroit because she it's wanted an, to have an American sounding name. Right. <laughs> so her name's her Detroit. So named her Detroit. I'm like, that's so amazing. So yeah, it's like they they have this shitty life, but you know they love one another. But it's it's not enough, and yeah. like it seems like things are not going to continue in any kind of good trajectory. So yeah. he's working at this place, he's not doing very well, and then Danny Glover is sitting next to him. Yeah. And Danny he's Glover like, is of course like one of the older employees who I gives him a bit of advice. There. Yeah, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. He gives him this advice saying like, "Oh, you got to use your, your white, white voice." voice. Yep. And he's like, what are you talking about? Um, but he's like, act like you have no, like, all all of your bills are paid. You know where your next meal's coming from. Stuff like that. Right. Like, it like was you like, are so secure. The way that you sound is how other people want to feel like they would sound. Because yeah. their life is like X, Y, Z. Right. Right. I, I thought it was a really um, effective way of, like, uh, communicating that to him as far as, like, this is the difference between how white people see the world right. and how we see the world. Right. And we've talked about this, especially over the last week, where I, you know, neither of us had the, had the talk with our parents of like, okay, if the police pull you over, this is what you have to no. say. And I'm like, or like you I never had seen that this. Talk. You haven't seen this, but there was a TikTok video <laughs> where this woman, black woman runs through, like you put up all 10 fingers and she runs through, put a finger down if this has happened to you. Okay. And every single person that I have seen do it puts their hands up and all the white people put down maybe one finger mm. and all the black people put down all of their fingers plus some. Wow. And it's like, it's a great commentary and a really clear idea of like, that's what privilege is. And this movie, I feel like 
had some prophetic moments in it because yeah. it actually leads into so many things that we're going through right now yeah. as a culture and as a society. Oh my God. Um, this in, is the perfect time to watch this movie if you yeah, haven't watched including, it. Including uh, police brutality, yeah. including protesting, yeah. all of this other stuff. The and racial 1%. inequality, uh, financial inequality. Labor. Uh, wellness and healthy hoarding yeah. all of the money for themselves and okay so we're getting off track so yes. um uh, we love this movie so much so he he so, develops his white voice yes uh very easily actually very easily and, and he made a great comment though too where he's like i already kind of have a white voice mm. which it's like listening to him i wasn't like oh clearly there's a black dude i mean like there's definitely some isms that's like stuff that i i don't talk that way naturally yeah. because yeah. i I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and my parents are from the Midwest <laughs> and I look like the underbelly of a frog. Right. Like I'm as white as it comes. So like listening to him, like I was like, okay, yeah. So, but then he's like, no, you really have to put on like your white voice. And yes. that's when he goes through that laundry list of like privilege. This is what those people want to sound like. And if you make enough sales, you'll become power a caller. power caller and you'll actually move up a floor to where like all the power callers work. Yeah. It's this really sort of Which like open by the concept, way like looks exactly Airbnb. like Airbnb. <laughs> and I know because you were at my office. Right. It looks it's exactly, exactly it like, like when I worked at Airbnb. Like full window offices. Yeah, San like Francisco, weird like chairs. startup yeah, and like, like it was really, a little tongue in cheek, like yes. side eye, like you know, looking and at tech companies like, were only, only white people up there. Right. There was only right. one other guy, which also I want to just, during all of this, while this is happening, there's also another thing unfolding, which is there's this weird system business out there called Worry Free. Yeah. Where you effectively sign up to be taken care of. You have three meals a day. You have a place to sleep. You have sleep. a place to sleep. And you never have to worry about um, debt again. But you, yeah, you you sign a lifelong contract. You sign a life like contract yeah. to work there. Yeah. And so effectively, it's slave labor. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a social commentary on like people working essentially dead end jobs because of the wages that they're getting paid are actually not enough. I think. And you see a lot of like throughout the <clears throat> throughout the show throughout the movie, you see like tents everywhere, and like businesses are are shutting down, and it's like. There's just, it's a poverty-stricken town, which right. is in California? It's, in, it's Oakland. It's yeah. Oakland, California. Yeah. It was an interesting commentary, and I'm not totally sure if this number is accurate, but I'm pretty sure the federal government, at least for the IRS's sake, I'm pretty sure they think that an individual can live on, yes. what That's is right. it, $13,000 a year? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Which includes food... Gas insurance, rent, healthcare, all of that kind of stuff, which is a joke. Insanity. So I felt like that was a commentary on, uh, again, like wage gaps yep. and inequality yep. and not investing in your workers, um, essentially trying to get the cheapest labor you can, right. make them work as hard as they can, right. but like work them into the grave, yes. essentially. So then what's so. happening too is, is that at the place that he works, what is it? Rev, uh, Rev, River, River, uh, Robotech. I can't remember. Like it's that. a call. It's a call center. Yeah, it's a tote. Yeah. Um, and so he, there's this guy that showed up that is kind of leading the resistance, as it were. He's yeah. creating a rebellion to well, say we need he's a trying union. to unionize. Yeah. He's trying to unionize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that, along with there are also some protests going on 
for worry-free. Yes. Saying this is slave labor, this is not okay, this is illegal. So you find out once he becomes a power caller, A, his friend that is trying to get everybody to unionize keeps holding these like sit-down strikes. And literally the next day, they bump Cassius up to being a power caller. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm curious, why? I don't know. I thought it, because I think it's like, the guy that was like leading the union thing, they're like, he's never going to join. Yeah. He's too headstrong. This guy, though, who's doing so well and is making money... If we can get him, if we can up, keep him happy, right? Then what? maybe he can influence. I felt them. like I felt like it was kind of a knee-jerk thing, uh-huh. like because of the protest, because of them wanting to unionize. They're like, we need to like hold on to Cassius because he's making money, right? So let's just go ahead and promote him and not give him reason to want to join the union. This rebellion, right? Or this union. And the thing that he said was so. I even wrote it down. And this is something, and this is a thing that I think of whenever someone's like, oh, I don't like to be involved in politics. Right. I don't, you know, I just want to, he said, I'll root for you from the sidelines. I'll keep doing what I'm doing and cheer you on from the side. <clears throat> that makes me furious. Yes. It's we know like, a lot of people. Who, we know a lot of who people do a who lot of that. do that. And it makes me so mad because it's like, that is privilege on top of privilege on top of privilege. Like, if you feel that you don't have to worry about something and you just want to stay removed from it, that is insanity. It's a cop-out, and it's it's the avoidance of discomfort. Yeah. And it's also, it's, also not, it's also not being an active part of the world that you live in and yeah. realizing that your role, even if you think your role is small, that you can have a very positive effect on your immediate community. And you can have an effect on the world after you're gone. Yes. Like, so, uh, so he's, why not do your best to, right. To leave the world better than you found it. Why not? Know. Like, I'm why not. the fuck not? So anyway. he starts going, he goes up, which also, okay. So the, one of the things that protests that's going on is this thing called the left eye, which they're protesting worry free. Yes. And again, I'm, I'm going to be careful. Did you notice that the guy that brought him up had a patch on his left eye? On his left eye. eye, yeah. And did you notice... Never explained. ...that there's, there's a point where there's, the protests are so severe that they're not allowing these power callers into the building? Uh-huh. But the protests, at one point, the power callers get repelled, uh-huh. and that guy, once they get repelled, he turns around and walks away. Like takes a bite out of his apple and just walks away. So I think he was like an insider. I think he. That's what I was wondering. I think he was like. uh, I'm not saying he was like the leader, but at the same time, I feel like he was like a plant. Right. Like a a a secret agent or a spy for the protesters. Yeah. 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 So he can get all this inside information. Mm -hmm. He's working for the guy who founded um, worry free worry free played by army hammer who's amazing oh my god he's Um, terrifying he plays like this tech bro who's like always high on cocaine and tells all these stories about killing a rhinoceros with an ak-47 at one point he's like like, talking to a guy he just has a gun in his hand he's just waving it around oh my god trying to convince cassius about what he's doing right Um, of his cause yeah so it's like and then at the meantime like 
he climbs the ranks. He's doing so well that he's able to pay off his uncle's house. Yes. He's also able to move into his own amazing apartment. His girlfriend gets to leave the job that because she, she was also at the telemarketing place. Right. Isn't spinning signs anymore, which was so cute. And she's doing I this amazing art exhibit, which yeah. is a scene that I really want to talk about. Yes. Yeah. And so effectively, it's gotten to the point where um, he there's a line drawn in the sand yeah. where he needs to decide between, do I keep working for this company and grow rich beyond my wildest dreams? Or do I stop and fight for yeah. something bigger than me? Yeah. And his girlfriend yeah. actually says, "You're you're pushing too far. You've crossed the line. <clears throat> yeah. I can't do and this anymore." I can't anymore. follow you. You know. You like, know. I can't follow you into this territory. You know. Oh my god! So, and it's like there's this. So we've got about as far as we can get yeah, the plot because without ruining again, like the ending. On face level, it looks it looks like a movie about a guy who gets a job at a telemarketing company. Or, or yeah, a telemarketing, yeah a telemarketing company. Who decides to put on this fake white guy voice in order to make more sales. Right. It ends up working and he gets promoted into the upper echelon and sort of immerses himself into that life. But it it goes so many directions that you just don't really see. Or expect. Or expect. And we want to sort of save all of that surprise for you guys. Yeah. There is one scene that I want to talk about, which was... My favorite scene and the scene that I think hit the hardest, or one of the scenes that hit the hardest, was her art exhibit scene. Oh, that was really hard to watch. Yeah, so she has this whole exhibit where uh, she's basically taking all of this physical abuse because of because of slave labor, because of the things that we enjoy as privileged Americans. Right, she's on stage and she's got a like, bikini on that's like two hands and a hand with a middle finger. Yeah. And she has told people that there are like cans throughout that have like sheep's blood and a water balloon. Yeah. Uh, cell phones. Physical cell phones. Which, and what's the thing about the chip? Bullet casings. Yes. So cell phones, I'm not sure what part of cell phones, it's but like the ch- there, some chip there is or a mineral in our cell phones that can only be found in uh, the African Congo. Uh-huh. Which is what makes it work. Exactly. So she has this exhibit where she tells people you can throw these water balloons filled with sheep blood. You can throw empty bullet casings and cell phones at me while I recite this monologue from this movie and I forget which. Yeah. But it's really like, no pun intended, but it's like really hard hitting. It is. And it just kind of goes on and on and like Cassius is there and there's all this other stuff going on, but it's like one of those scenes that's just really jarring, but it's one of many scenes that's really powerful. I also like really loved the cinematography of the movie. It was a little Wes Anderson meets Stanley Kubrick in a way. Like it was, it was very stylized. Right. Um, and it really kind of helped tell the story. It, it never really felt like it was set in our reality, but I also feel like that was the point. Like it was and it wasn't. And almost like we live in different realities. Yeah. And and like that was, there were so many different things. And this was something that I, I loved and also really frustrated me because there were so many things that were never explained. Right. Like there was one point at the very beginning where he's just sitting there and behind him in the room behind him, there's just paper flying everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) And it's like the, the printer is exploding. Right. And no one says anything. I like, thought that what? that was, I thought that there was something happening. Like, I didn't know if there was like, it, it could have been an earthquake. But no. maybe some sort of like 
uh, electromagnetic pulse or something because like the the electronics started acting weird specifically like their copy machine and i'm like oh is this like where reality gets warped a little bit and then like then for him to get up to the elevator yeah where she has to enter in like a a 72 number code code. for her for them to get up like that was never explained right right. and then um i feel like that was a commentary on like it's near impossible for you to get or also, promoted. too, like, the the guy that had the patch, his name was censored out. Yeah, it's Mr. Which, it's Mr. What? Yeah. What? And that's what it says on IMDb. Like, it, it just calls explained. him Mr. Yeah. Yes, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> so, like, I loved it because then I was always, like, kind of trying to keep an eye out for where that would tie back in. But then I also kind of loved that it was never explained because then it's like, that's just, that's just life. Sometimes things are fucking weird. And the other thing I love was that there was humor throughout. Like, towards the end where shit gets kind of crazy, you you see that a little bit less. Yes. But definitely, like, there were some really intense moments. There was one part where they were having a fight. Like, the Cassius and Detroit were having a fight. Yeah. And they're like, you give me the comforters. No, I want the comforters. <laughs> give me the comforters. And the music gets really intense. And it's like, ugh, ugh. And then he just falls off the bed. And it's like, that's, that's the big moment. And it's right. like... You just fall off the bed like no one got hurt. (laughs) Or like when they're at the union, they're like rallying and the guy's like, yeah, and fuck, you know, we need health care. We need medication for when you go out on a one night stand and you get crabs or chlamydia or all those other horrible STDs. And everyone's like. Fuck them! Yeah! Like, oh. It was so great. There were so many great little moments like that. Yeah, it was really, really Um, good. It's just, like... There's so much we don't want to spoil, but if you can, like, like, find this... It's it's on Hulu, I think. It's on Hulu right now. And that's the other thing, too, is is that I feel like a lot of us are like, oh, we don't have time. A, we're in quarantine. We have time. Yeah, it's less than two hours. B, it's like, oh, well, I have to buy it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Like, it's on it's Hulu on right now, and most streaming platforms are taking the initiative to make several different kinds of movies that are about black stories with black actors, etc., available, because yeah. it's important that we see them. Yeah. Yeah. And with that said, also, too, be sure to educate yourself that you're looking at the right kind of movies. Because I've been doing some research in a movie like The Help, for example, is actually probably not a great movie to Mm. watch Mm. if you want to be a good ally and advocate for minorities in the film industry. So, oh, I just, like, it's so hard. I want to say so much more about this movie. Right. But I can't. And it's like, because we really want you guys guys. to see it. Because there's some shit. Please watch it. You're not going to expect. And don't look it up. Don't. Don't look it up. Just go on Hulu, set aside an hour and 40. (laughs) You'll you'll be glad you did. It's very much worth it. Yes. Um, Shall we jump into some trivia? Let's jump into trivia. All right. Cue that trivia music. Where are we at? Hang on. I need to know what time we're at so that I can remember. 35. 35. On the dot. On the double. (laughs) Uh, Donald Glover originally planned to play the lead role of Cassius Green, but was unable to do so due to scheduling conflicts with Solo, a Star Wars story. He recommended his Atlanta co-star, Lakeith Stanfield, for the role instead. So, uh, Lakeith Stanfield was in Atlanta with uh, Donald Glover, which I did not know. Uh, During the bar scene when Danny Glover's character is asked why he isn't dancing, he responds with the, I'm too old for this shit line. 
Which made him famous. Yes. Also, as Roger Murtaugh in Lethal Weapon. I knew you were watching Stafford. I just fucking knew it. He's He just said the white savior movies that you should not watch. The Help, Green Book, The Color Purple. Yeah, I, Green Book, uh, I remember watching. You've seen Green Book. I haven't seen um, it. I also haven't seen The Color Purple. I got a screener for that two right. years ago. Um, and I would agree. And I remember the controversy surrounding that movie. I remember vaguely the controversy surrounding The Help as well. Yeah. And maybe it was sort of this uh, continuing theme with Hollywood about how we we are so in support of telling black stories, but they have to be saved by the white right. person. You know? It's so um, fucked up. Which is like maybe something I didn't even realize yeah. until like you, you really take a step back and you're like, oh, like they can't just, you know, be their own hero or whatever. Uh, or appara- I, I apparently, apparently not. not. But hopefully that's... Oh, also hidden figures. Interesting. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> she said, yes, but I'm here. Hi. <laughs> Hi Speaking of which, I actually would love to... I know, Stafford, we've already talked about this, because Stafford has his own podcast. Right. Tipsy Tell All, um, which is amazing. And uh, we were thinking about having guests on, and we also, too, were thinking about making sure that we include guests that are of minority. Stafford is my friend from working at B12, and he's also now become just an excellent friend. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we he has a mic. He podcasts, so he knows how to do this. <laughs> so you I'm could sure be on. I'm sure we can figure it out. If, if John Garcia and I can do a cross-country DVD commentary we for a movie. We did it. We did we it for the jerk. We figure that out. We yeah, did it for the and jerk. we did it for the jerk. Yeah. 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 So we, we can we figure can, this We stuff. can do that. Um, let's see. Uh, Boots Riley was the lead vocalist for the hip-hop group The Coup. He made the album Sorry to Bother You in 2012, which he then used in the movie, meaning he effectively made the soundtrack seven years before he actually made the movie. What? Yeah. Which is crazy. This, the soundtrack is insane. Like, the music... Ah. Uh! This is such a good movie. This movie had a budget of $3.2 million. 60 scenes were shot on location in Oakland in 28 days. How? How, how, how? You just don't Don't sleep. sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Naturally, blue-eyed Army Hammer wears a light green contact lens in one of his eyes. Did you notice that? No. I didn't notice that either. Wait, who? Army Hammer, who plays, like, the tech bro guy. I didn't notice he wore a contact. No, That's why? That's crazy. I don't know. Another thing that maybe was not explained. The uh, only thing, and this is a massive leap. Ben, this is a huge fucking leap. Is that dogs that are born with different color eyes are typically deaf. Army Hammer is not deaf. No, but maybe it's like he's deaf to hearing I don't know never Army mind Hammer never mind no just let it leave it <laughs> do you want to start a hashtag right no now? <laughs> no the name of the main character Cassius Cash Green is a reference to what motivates him for much of the movie the pursuit of wealth so it's that. a little uh, uh, sort of Greek in that way uh, the beer that Cassius and Detroit bring into his room during the post-promotion montage is uh, La- Lagunitas Pale Ale yeah oh I've, I've never I've never partaken that. I don't know if that has any significance. I don't... Wait, I'm thinking of... I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. I'm horrible with alcohol. <laughs> right. like, this is kombucha. Like, yeah. this is not... Right. 
Uh, let's see, another film, oh, that's what I was thinking of, another film of 2018, Black Klansman, also involved the main character, a black man doing a white voice on the phone. Did you watch Black Klansman? No. Oh. I want to watch that one. So fucking good. Yeah? Oh my god. I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Um, yeah, another movie you, get, you guys should watch and what I recommend. Black Klansman. Yes. So, that's it for trivia. That's it for trivia. Go watch this movie. It 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 goes in directions like, you do not expect. We're not even at forty minutes. You we could just start crossed this 40 right minutes. now. Yeah, and you'd be pretty and much you'd halfway be fine. done. It's Friday night. Yeah. Even if you're on the East Coast, it's Friday night. You've got time. Yeah. Go put it on. So do it. Support these actors, these artists who made this movie for next to nothing, uh, for a movie that won a ton of awards. I think it won. I don't know, 31 awards, nothing huge, but mm -hmm. for a first time director for um, like uh, 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 cinematography, the soundtrack. Uh, oh, that's the, the thing I noticed too, is that they were incredibly good. And I don't, it's like, duh, about having diversity on the crew as well. Yeah. Like there was so much yeah, like diversity take, on the if crew. You, if you really if take you a look, look at the cast that, and crew. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And like also too, and this is, this is not to spoil anything, but the costuming in this movie oh, is... Oh, man. Tessa Thompson's costume Bonkers. Specifically. Oh, my God. Her, her earrings are nuts. How did someone She's had to, always, like, actually specially like, make those yeah, earrings? Yeah, I'm sure they I did. loved her character so much. It yeah. was so great to have a woman who was not reliant upon a man taking care of her. Mm -hmm. Like, and when it was, like, time for her to draw the line in the sand and but say... But also, yeah, I called him out called him out and then when he's like if you want to you know i bet you've been riding me this whole way and it's like okay then i'll go back to being the way that i was because at right. least the way that i was was honest right like i just and the man you were before was actually a better person a better man right than you wanted. that one part two where uh i can't <laughs> you guys it's it's so 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 good yeah um, so yes, um, would you recommend this movie? I would highly recommend this movie to anyone who, not only for, again, the moment and the movement that we're in, uh, not only to expand your horizons uh, for uh, black filmmakers uh, and black artists, but at the same time, someone who just, who really loves the art of filmmaking. Oh my God. Uh, there's so much so craft well that goes into this movie and you'll you'll see that even as the movie progresses. And it's so well written too. Like I remember yes, one of the, the first script. things, not even like five minutes in, I was like, this is written so well. And it's I think, written the way that people talk. I think that's that's the majority of a lot of the, the awards that it won. It's so um, good. Yeah, the, uh, the, the screenplay of course was written by the director. So just the... <laughs> One guy directing and writing, like it didn't have a ton of different people, like you know, a bunch of different hands in the pie. Right. But uh, Boots Riley, I think he won uh, an AFCA award for best original screenplay, uh, a BFCC award for best original screenplay, yep. uh, special mention winner at the Black Film Critics Circle Awards, uh, the Black Reel Awards, uh, the Black Reel for outstanding screenplay. Best Emerging Director, Best First Screenplay, like, it, the list oh goes on. Gosh. So if you're just a fan of not only, like, how like, cool like cool ways movies are made in a totally different way that you've never seen before, oh but also if you just love good writing, yeah, a, a movie that's, like, good to listen to, yes. then like, watch this movie. Like, there were several points in that and a couple of different scenes where I was like, I would love to do that scene in acting class. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do this scene in acting yeah. class. I'm not going to lie, the frizzy woman, I'm like, that's my part. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That is my part. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, so watch this movie. Watch it, and I highly recommend this movie as well. Um, I would say the the only thing, and this is something that I know that parents listen to this, not mm-hmm. with their kids. Please don't listen with your kids. <laughs> I flagged this video on YouTube. Uh, yes, right. Um, so I know that a lot of parents out there are thinking about like, okay, like what movies can I show to my kids that help encourage that they're able to think about diversity in their lives and how they can, you know, moving forward, be a better generation. Um, this is not a movie no, you want to show your kids. Maybe in high school, it's maybe. pretty obvious. Even in high school, though, like it's it's very well, intense. I watched worse stuff than this in I high school. I did too. Even before high school, I watched. I don't know. Like, heavy turn stuff. a blind eye. Yeah. Turn a left blind eye. I think I watched Rocky Horror when I was ten. Really? Yeah. I remember it was on VH1, and I'm like, huh. Tim Curry's dressed funny, you know. <laughs> But the songs are great. <laughs> I think I want to do this with my life. That's is is Rocky Horror Show what made you realize you wanted like, to be an actor? I remember renting that movie uh, a lot when I was younger. Like especially when I went over That's to my friend's so house. That's so funny. I feel like it has like a lot of it's it's a movie about like exhibitionism and stuff like that. Yes. So um, and I feel like that lives in every narcissistic actor. Yeah. Movie, so. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And here we are. And here we are. So, um, yes, highly, highly recommend. Very much so. Um, in terms of uh, what we're doing next, yeah. I don't think we have any ideas, really. I mean, we're kind of open. We mm-hmm. want to be sure that, again, we're, you know, being diverse in our choices. Um, any good movie. Like, we want we want your ideas. Yeah. Um, so let us oh, know. Oh, oh, this is really important, though. So here's the thing. We, our platform is on Anchor. Anchor gives us the ability to be able to turn on sponsorships so that we can read ads. What was one? There was one that was about like your wedding day suit. Yeah. Like you could rent a suit online and have it delivered. Right. So it's like the stuff that you would normally hear, like that's like ads and stuff like that. So, oh, I'm up at Treasure Island, got 34 plays. Yeah. So you can also like see what you got. Um, so we have it turned off because let's face it, like we do a lot of stuff on here that, that we could get in trouble for in terms of copyright. Like if you've listened to some of our stuff, <laughs> we do, we, I, some of our early stuff has a lot of quotes also, from there, movies. There's a lot of, there's an educational component to what we do. Yes. Like that, I feel like fair use is across the board. We're not no, looking to we're make money. No, we're, we're not one, screwed. We're it's screwed. Fun. It's we're 100% fun. Okay. Screwed. Come after us. Why not? Okay. So, at any rate, we've got an estimated audience of around 50 people at best. (laughs) So, um, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to turn sponsorship back on. Mm -hmm. So, the way that it works is that anytime that you play through one of the ads, then we get paid a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. What we are going to do, though, is we are going to take all of our earnings, as it were, from June, the remainder of June and all of July... And we're going to donate that to a uh, charity. Specifically, we're going to focus on um, Black Lives Matter charities. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm just showing that we have... I'm going to cover what we... We have two cents. We, we have two... We have, yep. we have two cents right now. No one can see that. Megan, no one can see Okay, we have two cents right now. We have two cents in there. So what we're going to do instead 
is anything from the two cents, and we'll throw in the two cents. Mm. Anything made from now until the end of July is going to be donated, and that's how we're going to do every single month moving forward. We'll turn on the sponsorships, but any money that's made for that month is going to go to the charity or organization that we pick for that month. Right. So it's really important that you share about our podcast. Yes. Please do. Tell people to listen. Tell people about how much you love this podcast. <laughs> and tell them to listen to more than 10 minutes because if they listen to a sponsorship, then that's money that goes towards this charity. That's right. So um, if you could all do us a huge favor is please share about this podcast so that we can get that number as high as possible and donate to the charities that really need it most. Yes, but also uh, educate yourselves on uh, the amount of uh, black-led podcasts that are out there. Yes. Um, there's also a lot of really great causes you can donate to. We've been donating pretty consistently to mm -hmm. the NAACP for the last month. Listen so, to black artists and musicians. Yes. Listen to them on Spotify because they will get paid if you mm. listen to them on Spotify. Yeah. Like there's lots of different things that you can do that involve either making donations, listening to things, participating. And even watching this movie means probably some residual income for yeah. the actors and creators of this film. Yes. So that's how it works. So uh, yeah, that's I think that's it. Um, so Sorry go to bother watch this you. movie. Sorry to bother go you. Go watch this movie. But go watch this movie. God. Ugh. Ugh. Thank you guys for listening. Um, have an incredible end to your Juneteenth holiday. Um, again, thank you to uh, the workers and first responders who are still out there. Thank Coronavirus you is not over, guys. No! So stop treating it like it's stop over. Stop acting like it's over! Use common sense. Uh, wear your masks when wear you protest. Wear fucking masks when you protest. Uh, that being said, thank you to the protesters who are out there peacefully demonstrating. We had a little bitty baby protest I, here. We did, we did. I, little, I drove back into Claremont, tiny. and there must have been 25 people oh who were God. like all college age who had Black Lives it Matter was signs. So great. Uh, it was multi ethnic. We live in it a place great. that has like Trump flags flying it's everywhere. It's New Hampshire, so it's like Trumpville. So. It, yeah, it was um, really wonderful to so see. So thank you to everyone who's out there protesting and making your voices heard. We can really feel the change in the air. I Stick hope a million it. of you show up to Donald Trump's Tulsa rally tomorrow. Be safe, love one another, lead with kindness, and wear a mask. All of that, too. But be smart. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys very soon. Bye! Bye.